I'm Carly Shields, and I play Lola, the Harpy Wizard. I'm Bajaya, and I play Mirka, the Yeti Fighter. I'm John, and I play Mort McCoy, the Skeletal Ranger. Hey, y'all. Pat here. Want to pop by and remind you, I'm the best. Also, I play Ezra, mainly the best. Hey, I'm Adam Bash. I'm the Storyteller, and welcome to Brute Force. Greetings, fine patrons. Welcome to the Gilded Ram Grog House and Tea Room. I, of course, am Jasper Spitwhistle, and, you know, I, I'm I'm sure the town is a buzzing. It has been buzzing for the last week and a half now, ever since a week ago Tuesday, um, when uh, the duel on the streets happened. You know, everybody's been talking about it, I'm sure, and, you know, uh, I can't go I can't go down the street nowadays without people going, oh, look out, there's big bruiser Jasper over there, you know. Now, I mean, last time we were together, all of you got a front row seat to my wrath as I called out to a duel, Dinkris, Twistwaddle, you know, that fellow that thought he could move into my town, my territory, and start taking over the storytelling game. Well, you know, how'd that work out for him, huh? So, um, for those of you that that, that were not there on the streets that that fine Tuesday evening, um, you know, I gave him choice of weaponry. And um, hoping that, you know, maybe he would choose something a little more, you know, conventional or something of that nature, you know. Uh, but, you know, he chose, he chose a war of the words. The fool. The absolute fool, you know. You know, with a rapier, perhaps he would have had a shot, you know. But not a, a war of words with old Jasper here. That's a, that's a fool's game. And he found out, you know, quite quickly that uh, how much of a fool's game it was. Because he looked like a fool, you know, before it was all said. And, yeah, I mean, he got a couple of shots in on me. Sure, but by the time that I called him a slough-faced minge maggot, well, you know, I apologize. I know this isn't the place for such words, but, um, but you know, he really and truly deserved it. And, uh, you know, he stood there in the streets just dumbstruck by my words. And, um, you know, wouldn't you know it, just like, just like him, you know, the coward that he was, um, reached down, grabbed a handful of sand and threw sand in my eyes and ran away. And um, I, 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 you know, it, it hurt me significantly. And actually, I've spent a, a good portion of the last uh, week and a half in the hospital uh, recuperating because, you know, sand in the eyes, you know, you think, oh, no big deal. But, you know, when you really think about it, what is uh, sand if not a primitive form of glass, right? Because, I mean, you can indeed make glass out of sand so sand is is really glass and so what what happened is i got thousands of tiny shards of glass thrown into my eyes and when you think about it that way man it's a, it is a it's a mystery that i survived at all but i did just despite the nefarious tricks of that fool dinkris twistwaddle who has never shown his face in town since that day and i hope he never shows his face again because if he does oh boy buster you know he won't get to choose weapons that time because it's going to be the old mallet for him, and the mallet is what I call my right fist at times when I am very angry. 
Now, now in my time of recuperation, I had many visitors at the hospital, and you know, to a T, every single one of them would would ask me the same kind of fundamental question. They'd say, you know, is this is this true of all bards? Are all bards this territorial? You know, I didn't know that that was a thing with bards, and I would say, well, yes, of course. You know, there's there's only so many ways to ply a trade. Now, if you get into a large city like this, there's going to be all different types of bards. There's going to be dozens and and dozens of bards, but you know, there are storytelling bards and troubadours and and ones that play the lute. Um, And and everybody kind of has their own forte. And then, of course, there are going to be storytelling bars like myself. And, you know, if you came up to me in the streets and said, you know, uh, Jasper, I'd love to get into the barding lifestyle... You know, but where do I start? How do I start to become a bard? And I'd say, you know, there are colleges, of course, you can go to, you know, but you can learn on the streets as well by busking or doing things of that nature. And you'd say, that's wonderful. But, you know, I really think that I could find my my voice as a storyteller like you. And what would you suggest specifically for a storyteller? And I would, you know, perhaps dust off my glasses and say, you know, for a, for, a, for a storyteller, I would suggest you get as far away from me as humanly possible before you open up that dingleberry-encrusted ass-crack you call a mouth to spew forth any of your filth onto my streets, because I will crack you upside your face so hard it'll make your grandfather feel it, buster. You know, so uh, there are a few things that, that bars are serious about. This is this is one of them. So, um, you know, it, it's it's important. I mean, it's it's a making a living. You know, there's there's some people come in and try to heal, hone in on your turf. It's like it's like a lion's pride, you know. And all of you, you're all my consort of females in a way. You know, it's it's not in a sexual way. It's just in a territorial sense. So, you know, I'm going to get right past all of this. Um, now, at the last part of our story, the, uh, the the brute force had seemingly made a grave error when they exfiltrated from the castle, stealing the vizier away, but also stealing the table and chairs that he was sitting at, you know, a massive war table around which the uh, king's council routinely met for, for business of state. Well, you know, as it comes to find out pretty soon, that was actually kind of a fortuitous thing, although the little tiefling fellow over in the castle had, boy, did he have a hard time explaining that whole situation. But as you'll find out, soon, uh, the vizier could be reasoned with, you know. Uh, although they, they did take it a little too far at a certain point in the, in the upcoming part. So I will I will warn you ahead of time, if any of you have seen, um, if, you, if any of you have seen combat action and uh, have a particular aversion to hearing about uh, gruesome uh, torture techniques, uh, you, may, you may not like this part of the story. But I will say that there is some light light torture in, in this part of the story. Uh, as it comes to find out, the vizier was, was actually kind of into that in a real weird way. Oh, who, who wants to wake up first? I guess it's going to be all of you because it's just too weird to have individuals wake up. So, slowly, as you guys uh, wish to do so, you groggily wake up from your wither glass induced coma you guys are all pretty used to this because all of you have done this a handful of times at this point i'm awake (laughs) sorry i'm awake is that how you normally wake up as well (laughs) yep i wake up screaming do you have your other arm ezra swings up a knob uh oh wait nope this one's good Still nub on the other side though. Nub nubbin it old old nubby, you can call me. You look you like nubby. Ooh. America's oh just coughing and laughing. Or laughing and waking up. And in real life. 
Go. Where's the vizier? <laughs> Does anybody have a glass of water that I can have really fast? I'm going to choke it yeah, over here. We, we got the, all these glasses of water came with this this table. We brought a table, too. <laughs> that was good that was, thinking. That was very that was, convenient. She takes a drink. No, oh. that was, now we have, like, a boardroom table. Do we see the vizier anywhere? Uh, you do, but he's about uh, he's about four hundred yards away, running into the, towards Did the woods. Did we ever find out the vizier's actual name, or do we just call him the vizier? You have not figured out the vizier's actual name. I don't think. I don't know. We may have mentioned it at one point before, but I sure as hell don't I remember it. Shut uh, off him! Hey, vizier! Stop! The vizier, please, please stop please running! Um, uh, America's gonna take off. After I'm gonna go catch him. I have, can I roll athletics? Uh, what, what I have to roll for that? To see if I can uh, catch him? Yeah, you, you really don't need to. Oh. I mean, he is, uh... He's, he's an old he's man. Not, yeah, he's not made for... He's not made for athletic ability type stuff. Like, okay. I could force you to roll it, but let's be honest, you can... You could track down this guy pretty quickly. No, right, she just takes off running. Don't hurt him. I won't! Catches up with him and just swoops him up. With that one arm, <gasps> turns around and just starts running back. Why'd you have to run? We're not gonna hurt you. Why is what 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 happened? Why did you even bring me here? Hold on, I can't really run and talk for a long time. And we're <laughs> you started there. the conversation. <laughs> and okay, we get back and I put him down. He wants to know why we brought him here, and I was just telling him that we're not gonna hurt him. He's just he's just a silly old man. I'm just. I don't think we're gonna hurt him just because we look different. It's racist. Uh, she's right. We we aren't we aren't going to hurt. Listen, I know this is probably very confusing, but uh, but we're not going to hurt you. So, it uh, uh, is it is it going to be a long story? So we should probably start walking because it's going to take us a little bit to get there. Or we can sit at this table. I honestly don't know the plan. I had a nub. We gotta t- we gotta take it back to camp. Oh, yep. See, I missed the part uh, of the plan. Jam tooth around here with horses for us. Didn't we send him back to prepare horses? Uh, yeah, you did send him back with horses. He should be around somewhere. Jam tooth. You don't see him anywhere. I do. I do. Uh, <clears throat> Ezra does the jam tooth call. Kulalu, kulalu, do. From way off in the distance, <laughs> you hear. <laughs> we developed that. That's our code. <laughs> Some people say make a bird noise. We scat. Yeah, so so Jamtooth is on his way over with the horses. Uh, the vizier is is back uh, back sitting on a, uh, basically he's like leaning against the table and I'm 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 not going anywhere with you. I I don't know what you're what you're doing, but I'm not I'm not going to a demon camp. <laughs> Jokes on that's you, Bob. So, that's so funny that you think that you have a say in this. Now we're not gonna hurt you, but I will pick you up and take you with us if you don't don't wanna uh, you know, comply with what we need you to do. Ezra leans in real close to the vizier and says, Don't believe her. I had two arms before we went on this. <laughs> she listen to what she says. Good cup, bad cup. What in the world do you want from me? Your hand. <laughs> no, Ezra. No. What? No, Ezra. That was I, the other plan. Oh, okay. We, we changed that one. Again, they made this plan back when I was getting nubbed. So, uh, I don't know. Uh, 
Mr. Getting, Vizier, may I call you Mr. Vizier, or do you have another name you prefer to be addressed as? I, I might, but the DM doesn't remember if he gave one already, so... Um, uh, I'll works. just call you Vizier. Um, let me start by asking <laughs> you, uh, what what do you think of our current king? I, Honestly, I think he's, mind you. I think he's our king. I don't, I don't know what the question is. Do you think he's a good king? I think he does as well as he can with what he's been given. No, this guy's a professional politician. Insight, insight. A bit of a wiener? <laughs> he, he looks, he looks 100% uh, shocked that you would call the the king a wiener. But yeah, you can feel free to roll some uh, wits and insight. <laughs> I roll uh, oh, yeah, yeah. my animal insight. I got three. No. This isn't. This is not a first impression on this guy. Type okay. of Rufus is sizing him up. Rufus is not going to help you in diplomatizing a vizier. So Lola got three. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I mean, this guy seems like he's uh, a lifetime politician who has uh, kind of towed the royal line, as it were. So um, he strikes you as a guy that is not going to say anything or do anything against the current king in power, but that doesn't necessarily mean that if he sees a better opportunity, he wouldn't embrace it. Okay. Listen, it's going to be a whole lot easier. We take you over to uh, this camp and uh, and uh, uh, let you talk to some of the guys over there. Oh, I, I, don't, I don't understand what you think you're going to get out of this. I mean, when, when Pistrom realizes I'm gone, he'll... Send message to the king. You'll uh, move to a different city. Yeah, I mean, it's like, some time for him to realize about that. that right now. Oh, but time is is um, important here. So, uh, jam tooth, jam tooth. We need those horses. Oh yeah, no, I got the horses. I brought them all the all of them. Um, Mirka, would you like to ride on the same horse as the vizier? Um, I would not like to ride on a horse. I can carry the vizier. Or walk alongside the horse carrying the well, vizier. we're going to be running, so that's probably not going to work. Listen, I just wanted someone big to make sure that he didn't try to, to get away. <clears throat> I don't think these horses, and Mirka gestures violently at the horses, um, can hold me. I think as soon as I get on get on them, they will definitely probably die. Oh, they're they're battle hardened. I don't think you gotta worry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, Why don't we just uh, uh, tie him? Why don't we just tie him to the okay, horse? Yeah, we you gotta know? go. We gotta go. Yeah, you're gonna love the camp. Believe me, you're gonna love it. It's the greatest camp, Vizier, Crooked Vizier. You're gonna love it. Great, it's a great camp. Beautiful camp. We got the best. It's the best tents. You're not gonna believe it. The best mics. Oh. <laughs> um. <laughs> All right, Telly, Telly Ho. And so we we ride off, like into right. the into you the ride mist, off into the mist uh, toward the cypress wall, and uh, where you know the camp to be. As you guys are are riding off, go ahead and yeah. <laughs> so okay, so who's got the who's got the vizier with them? I guess me. Like okay, so Mirka, uh, as you're lifting this this guy up and tossing him onto the horse go ahead and roll a uh go ahead and roll a wits and insight wits and insight 
Wouldn't we get Mirka up on the horse first and they get him in front of her? Possibly. Either way, she's going to she's going to be the one with him when when your guys yeah. are pulling out, basically. Uh, Mirka gets on the horse, I guess, with the vizier. What do you want me to roll? Uh, what's an insight? What's an insight? Oh, good. One success. Almost imperceptibly, as uh, as you're lifting this guy up onto the horse, you notice that he uh, takes a quick look back over at the table and uh, tries not to not to look directly. And he sees you looking at him and just like looks over into the forest and tries to not pay any attention to anything. You know, it's real subtle. Hey, uh, what were you trying to look at? Is there food on the table? Is what's what's on the table? Hey, hey, Lola. Uh, no, no, it's a it's a very expensive yeah? table. I thought maybe hey, Lola, could, uh... this this uh, vizier is trying to look at something on the table. Is there like good food over there we should take with us? Oh shit, I don't know. <laughs> Lola goes over. There is not any good food on the table. I mean, there's some food on the table where they had brought you, you know, food at the castle. I quickly shove some uh, in my mouth and swallow it down quickly. <laughs> no, there's nothing. <laughs> well, is there like, is there something else on the table? Because uh, this, I, this dude's like. Can I investigate? Yeah, go ahead and do an investigation. I mean, that's not super great. Wait. That's intelligence and investigation. Yeah, okay. I was looking at my D&D character sheet from yesterday, and that makes less sense. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, one, two, two. All right, so you're checking out this thing, looking around it, uh, and you notice that there is uh, pretty small, but uh, it's there. There's a, uh, a little handle on both sides of this thing, kind of like underneath the, the edge of the table. Uh, is it like a secret it drawer? Like, like there's some sort of drawers there, yeah. Can I pop it? Certainly. So you pull on the drawer. <laughs> you just grin so big. <laughs> um, certainly, this is not trapped. So you yank on the drawer uh, to, to pull it open, and it's not trapped. I was just fucking uh, with okay, you. Good. Damn it, Adam! Don't do this to us! I was like, oh no, I've led Carly, or Lil left her dad. You were dead. <laughs> No, uh, so you open up, you open up the drawer, and uh, it looks like there's a little folio in there, like some papers and documents. Huh. I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna pocket those for perusal when we get to camp. Love oh. a good document. Vizier, I thought you said there was nothing on the table. Why were you keeping this from us? I technically, um, it was in the table. Well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Vizier. You fucked up our girl so bad that she's talking all staccato like that. She wants to know why there is stuff in the table. Why is there stuff in the table that you would not tell us about? <laughs> you don't, you don't goof, man. When she gets like that, you gotta, you gonna lose that hand. Well, you know, put a pin in that. Or, she, or to she's get going to, the to lose her fur. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we gotta get to the camp, so we'll. Yeah, I'm gonna stash that. this and when take a look at it when it. we get to the camp. Okay, so off you guys ride to the camp. Um, it, it, when you guys have the, the these documents, the vizier is is his body language completely shifts from being defiant to being kind of defeated, Aww. and you guys zip off to camp and you ride into camp. Um, 
and it's a there's a big to do. Everybody is still kind of setting up camp in the new location, um, but uh, everybody takes notice when you stroll on in with this obviously well dressed royal vizier. Ezra holds uh, up his nub as if to greet people, but he has no hand to wave. <laughs> are we? Where are we? Like stopping? Uh, we're going to the royal tent, right? Yeah. Okay. As soon as we get to the royal tent, Mirka gets off. Mirka and the vizier get off the horse, and the horse immediately drops dead. And that turns to Lola and said, "This horse <laughs> turns into glue. Is, his blood is in, in your hands." <laughs> Mirka stuffs off, and it turns into a pile of Elmer's glue. <laughs> turns into dog food. The stable master comes. The stable master comes running over. Big Tony, no. There's he was just to be two done. days away from retirement. <laughs> if, if it means anything, he was a terrible ride. <laughs> and she would know. My dude. Uh, the stable master gives you a, a high five up top, but he is not happy about it. <laughs> a reluctant high five. That was real good, but God, Big Tony. <laughs> Uh, oh, so let's go sorry. To the, ro- royal the vizier tent. will fairly compensate you for the death of your horse, Large Anthony. <laughs> uh, so you guys approach the tent. Uh, there's a couple guards out there that uh, approach to to take the vizier into custody. Do you allow them to take the vizier into custody? No, I think we want to keep him with us. Don't we? Uh, no, well. I- We'll go with them. Yeah. Where are, you, are you guys taking him to the tent? Yeah, we got strict orders to take him to the tent. He's not going in there, I'll tell you that much. Uh, which tent are you taking him to? Oh, the blood tent. The, one, you know, the tent with the blood on the floor. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All, all right. <laughs> you that escalated quickly. From the camp <laughs> with you. You well, dug I mean, up a patch of bloody floor Well, you decorate it, you know You get a couple chickens You, you know, well, you, you're spoiling all the surprise of it now He's gonna know that the blood's It's, uh It's, it's for affectation more than anything Blood tent <laughs> uh, Can I just go grab the prince? Well, I mean, no, that's not how princes work Oh, I'm asking Adam Bash <laughs> I mean, you could try to go into the tent, but they're not letting the vizier in. Uh, yeah, no, I'm just just me for now. Okay, just yep. rustle the flap. Go into the tent. Yeah, I'm gonna shake the flap. <laughs> is it is it cool in there? <laughs> <laughs> I I don't I don't know how to respond. I mean, you can come in. If that's... All right, great. So it is. Ah, uh, so we got the vizier here, and uh, they're taking him to the blood tent, and I'm not sure that's a great idea. Well, I mean, they'll have to interrogate him. All right, so maybe you can break down interrogation to me quickly. I mean, they'll ask where my brother is, and presumably he won't tell, and then they'll ask again, slightly more threateningly, and presumably they won't tell, and then they will probably uh, threaten things just, that he likes or loves. And can we expedite this he, process, grab one of the tieflings, get him to cast some kind of truth magic on him? I just, I mean, just waterboard him. Enhance interrogation. <laughs> seems a little, uh... uh well, I mean, we can make sure he tells the truth, but, I mean, that won't get him to actually talk. 
Okay, okay. You can maybe threaten him after that, but let's try the gentle approach first if we could. We kind of already promised him that we weren't going to rub him up. Let's first try explaining the situation to him and and see how he reacts to to that. Perhaps. He he may be on our side. Or we could waterboard him. Just a thought. We could waterboard him. With the blood from the blood tent. Oh. Lola goes right up in front of Ezra and put it like gently sets her hands on his 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 arms. It's like, what did Ruth do to you? <laughs> so I assume everything went well at the uh, at the exfiltration. Then, oh yeah, we got him here. Uh, the guys thought, well, mm, he's gonna have to explain why there's a desk missing. But uh, yeah, yeah, it seemed to go well. He, oh, he yeah. was a very intelligent chap. I'm sure he could come up with some reason the desk was gone. Perhaps Ezra and uh, Merka sat on it at the same time and it broke, and he had to send off for a new one. Well, listen, that's, that's his problem at this point. We kind of just have to let him do his thing. We, uh, on the other hand, should probably expedite this process. Yeah, the faster we can find out where my brother is, the better we uh, will we'll all be, because... Uh, our our little ruse will probably buy us at best a day and a half, two days time. Um, more realistically, we we really should be on the move as soon as possible. So that's kind of why the urgency here with maybe the interrogation needs to be upped right now. I think if you came with us to talk to him, we may have more success once he sees that uh, you are still around. Yeah, but there's a whole showmanship aspect to, uh, you know, interrogations that if I just walk in straight off the bat, it really doesn't have the same gravitas, you know, uh, really, I, I usually have somebody else in there first and kind of introduce the situation. And then I come in gallantly. And, um, you know, by that point, people are ready to com- you know, converse. And it's, it, there's a whole head thing starts rolling back and she's like, oh, this is boring. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to get you- I'm going to. I'm you know, I'm going to get a tiefling. <laughs> She's going to go find a tiefling. Okay. Uh, you go find a tiefling. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I'll go to their little enclave and I'm like, ah, hey guys. Uh, favor to ask. You don't mind? Oh, yeah. What's going on? Uh, I don't suppose one of you is, has the ability to uh, make people tell the truth. Well, yes, of course. I do. I have, I could do that. You, you, and she grabs his hand. Come on with me. Okay, this sounds like an adventure. <laughs> I'm gonna bring him over to the the vizier. Okay, you find the vizier with the guards in the blood tent. <laughs> Are they yes. like taking him to town? No, he's just he's okay. just tied to a chair in the blood tent. Okay, so I'm gonna get standard everybody. operating procedure apparently <laughs> yeah. at this camp. We're going to get everyone to come into the blood tent. Hell yeah. Um, Lola, okay. uh, should we have a look at those documents? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It I'm going to get this started and uh, we can go Silly and... idea, but it's possible he may have written down where the king is. Oh, but it's real embarrassing poetry. Yeah, I'm going to let them get, you know, y'all get started and, and maybe uh, more. you and I can go and pour through these documents. Yeah, uh, we should probably take Ezra and Merka with us as well. I... I don't know if we should leave Ezra there. He wants to bloodboard the fellow. You might, you might <sighs> give him too many ideas. Jeez. Uh, I wanted to stay for the torture and in- enhanced interrogation. 
Mm. I mean, I can stop Fine. the the torture. I mean, my parent, my dad used to torture people all the time, and let me tell you, it doesn't get you the right answers. They just give you some answers, so they'll stop torturing you. Some awesome. Okay, Mirka, can you stay with them to keep them on a, above board, and we'll look but, at these documents. But then, if they do start bloodboarding them, uh, it's kind of like I'm so glad that's know, a thing. Now. <laughs> but it, it might like splash onto me, so I I don't know. I don't want to get, I it get on her my a parka. Hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this quite looks fetching. I'll stay here. Come on, Ezra, and don't don't you try to tell anyone to bloodboard anyone. <laughs> I definitely will not suggest. Remember, I have to tell you what to do because I own you now. So don't tell anyone to bloodboard anyone. <sighs> That's right. But, uh-huh, quick caveat. Oh, no. Damn it. You're right. <laughs> because. Okay, so we split the party. I, I cannot lie to my owner, only to everyone else. Thus, <laughs> the golems curse and blessing. <laughs> All right, so are we, uh, are we staying with the interrogation or are we going to document? Whatever you guys would like to do. Let's go to the document to see what that shit says. Okay, so you guys can pour over these documents, but you're gonna have to give me, uh, you're gonna have to give me a roll. They just got so many different colored highlighters. Take out Chinese food. (laughs) Um, So it's gonna be, it's gonna be another investigation, intelligence and investigation. There are different. This is weird. This is something we've not really done before, but there are different levels of success that you guys can get from this. It's not just a all or nothing type thing. Uh, I got three. Oh, well, you guys get a lot of information then. (laughs) Uh, So you guys uh, get almost everything that you could possibly want. In in this little folio, there is um, some. Obviously, some 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 somewhat secretive information alluding to um, some dealings between the vizier and uh, the crown in uh, in Dindarest. Some dealings that were probably not super above the board, um, but have a little. You guys have like, like he's kept basically some records in able to to be able to provide himself some level of insurance against. Um, you know, anything that they might say about him in the future. But in this situation, because it's fallen into the wrong hands, it could presumably be used as, as blackmail against him. Ah, uh, additionally, additionally, uh, you also find a map of of the general region. And there is um, quite noticeably uh, less areas marked on this map than on the one that Amether had shown you guys okay so, so we it can is narrow a map down. That, yeah it okay. is a map that does mark out some locations where uh the king might be Jeez. but there's only two locations that are are labeled out on this place does and one it's of them wor- have an arrow that says king be here <laughs> <laughs> no it's uh, a wieners abound <laughs> Ye old wiener spot. Here be wieners. <laughs> Here there be wieners. Here there be wieners. Love it. 
so the only places that are are uh, labeled out on this are Worm Thistle Bog and the Temple of the Oaken Spire. Okay. And that is it. Uh, so, more. we probably should keep these two things, this information under wraps so we can kind of co- corroborate yes, you know, the information uh, we get from him. Like if he... We could perhaps present it with this piece of damning evidence, um, but keep the map part secret. But then he knows we do have the documents, so... Hmm. Well, I mean, we don't really know until we go back and see him. I mean, at the the least, we can blackmail him. Let's keep the map information to ourselves for a moment and uh, see if we can blackmail him a little bit. I fist bump more. I fist bump Lola back. Yeah. It's real awkward. (laughs) (laughs) But we think we look so cool. Yeah, it's like talons and clacking bones. (laughs) (laughs) all right so as you guys head back into the blood tent it is pandemonium there's blood (laughs) everywhere he is drenched in blood there's a rag in his mouth like it's these guys like three minutes that's all you've been gone and they've already resorted to bloodboarding we've been gone for three goddamn minutes what happened this guy just turns to lola and says the parka didn't do anything. <laughs> the blood soaked through it, and I'm covered in blood. Yeah, me too. It's awesome. <laughs> Everyone! She shouts, out! I will make an intimidation check. It was probably going to fail horribly. <laughs> Ezra just kind of like lowers his head and shuffles oh, shit, out. My intimidation's not that bad. Like, real sad, Charlie Brown style. Kicking a rock. Well, I mean, I got well a zero plus. No, well, I got one. Got one. One. All right. Uh, well, you've managed to. Feathers real good. (laughs) You've managed to get the guard with that has a bucket full of of blood, like that is like tipped, like like held over the vizier. He's like not pouring it on him now. He's just kind (laughs) of looking at you, like he doesn't know what to do. She just stares intently at him and slowly points outside of the tent. <laughs> um, I think I hear someone outside the tent. I will be right back. He sets down the, the bucket of blood. And she's like half his height, looking up at him with one eye kind of squinted. He gives that kind of like... Uh, he gives that kind of head nod as he passes Ezra. He's like, this was, this was a great idea. That you had, <laughs> it, was a ton, it was a ton of fun, right? Keep this one in your back this pocket. This was so fun. <laughs> this is great. Uh, well, I guess we gotta go, Mr. Visor. No, you, you, we'll stay here. They go. Oh, I can stay with the blood? Sick. Yeah. I want the vizier uh, to do like the, to you. the vizier does the thing where he like tries to get all the blood out of his <laughs> eye sockets and just like sprays it with his hands. Probably gets Mirka more with the blood. Terribly sorry about this, uh, sir. That seems to have been some miscommunication. Ezra goes uh, over and tries to... hard feelings. <laughs> tries to good cop him and he gently blows the blood out of his eyes. <laughs> gets one sorry about that. Oh my... Oh, oh my god. <laughs> Sorry about that, man. Some sometimes, was, you know, that was so bad. People get overzealous. But you're here now. It's really bad. 
You here? Everything's good? You need anything to eat? Yeah, anything? No, it's not. You need I to, can still taste it. Anything to drink? It's like iron. It's like I ate a bar of iron. It's good. It's good for you. Make you strong. But you yet, won't be anemic. You had a this rag in your mouth. How did you get that blood in your mouth? Oh, it soaked through the rag. Yeah, it soaked through the rag, and it makes him feel like he's drowning. But in this case, it's it wasn't. That's was the worst. That doesn't sound don't like do that to people. I can't tell if he's hurt at all, but this is the most macabre scene I've ever seen. Here, man, drink this fruit punch. And I hand him. No, thank you. I don't want that. That's good. It's definitely fruit punch. Has the tiefling already cast the truth spell on him? Nope. What is the tiefling doing? <laughs> the tiefling is just staring there, eyes agape, like a thousand this is yards. Not the kind stare. of adventure I was expecting. <laughs> well, well, adventure I mean, comes in all so. shapes and sizes. Uh, all right, ah, uh, Vizier. You know, this was maybe not what we were expecting, but. Maybe we can illuminate to you the situation in which you find yourself. Um, so... We have received information that maybe the king hasn't been very kingly recently. Um, and there has been talk of maybe replacing him. Um, with someone more suited to the position. I'm not really good you, with this kind of thing, Mort. You do under you do understand how 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 royalty works, right? Like you don't oh, just. Oh yeah, no, we get it. Yes, the, the, the king dies. His uh, eldest legitimate uh, offspring becomes the new king. Uh, however. There is uh, a wrinkle in the current succession plan, in that uh, Prince Amatha was actually set up by uh, King uh, Eloy. Eloy. Yeah, King King Eloy. King. Um. So he doesn't really have a legitimate claim to the throne. Truth bombs. <laughs> As it starts blasting air horns in the background. <laughs> Didn't expect that shit. Did you? So let me get this straight. After talking with Amather, who I am assuming's here, you've decided to go against the wishes of those who you fought alongside, those who served King Eloy, and what? Attempt a, a, an attack on him directly? All right, uh, so that's the I, thing. Um, not everybody was on his side. Um, for instance, uh, our very own Paragon, uh, and uh, our very own previous uh, court, court mage. mage. Uh, they they believe Amethor and are fully on his side. As it stands, I mean, okay, we're at a level with you here. We don't really care about the royalty, but we do care about how the people are treated. And uh, they weren't being treated real well. We came here, and uh, pretty much all of the soldiers that were sent away are now here, living better than they were, and, well, I mean, 
the populace here really likes the current king. I mean, not the current king. I mean, the king that's here is currently... Oh, God, you know what I mean. You know, sometimes you don't have to go along with the family. Sometimes the family that's ruling is not great, and we, uh, you just have to get in there and overthrow them, you know? Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of the king of your name, Robert Baratheon. He overthrew uh, another king, you know, and he became king, and then he was king for a while. It just works that way. Royalty works that I mean, way. I uh, a little bit Sounds of light really treason isn't uh, unheard of. And she, like, pulls open her cloak a little to reveal the papers inside. <laughs> eh? Also, the, the current regime seems to enjoy stealing little girls' mothers as well. You stealing mothers? Um, Ezra leans in real close. <laughs> and I know that the Paragon and his team do work with the royalty, but I mean, technically... They do what they want and what they think is right. And um, uh, as followers of that paragon and part of his retinue, we're going to do the same. Well, it seems like you've rationalized this as much as you need to. So good for you. <laughs> so all we really need to know from you, and if you help us, I'm sure you would have a a place in the king's court. Um, is where is King Eloy? Uh, somebody's gonna have to roll some persuasion on this one. Persuasion. I think Mort needs to at this point. How many? Uh, manipulation and persuasion. Manipulation. I have nothing. I actually have some of that. And I, I have two manipulation. manipulation. So that's minus one. So this is a oh. chance roll. Uh, oh. Chance roll I wish to I manipulate could. him. Hold on. I'm, I wonder if I could take the camera off. I just want to you show can, you what you I just rolled. You can manipulate him when I fail. No. Wait, wait, yeah, those. Uh, oh my so goodness. So there's 9089999. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. So I got five. I, I think this is the first time it's ever come up in this podcast. Uh... I just rolled a one on a chance roll. <laughs> yes! I don't oh, even remember what the fuck happens when that happens. We end the podcast. Everyone goes home and cancel. Uh, Everybody dies. Consult our critical fail table or something. So, yeah. And also, how does that work when Oh, we shit! No, no. doesn't matter. I got it. I know exactly, I know exactly what's going to happen at this point. And I got six we, successes. Well, that's good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Oh, shit. I don't know if I want to do that, though. Oh, no. Um... No. What the heck actually does happen when you get a... Uh, like, it's not going to be like I try and talk to him and then accidentally cut off my own leg or something. Because, <laughs> uh... I, oh, God, there's, this has not come up. What if he accidentally kills him? Uh, <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I don't know. These, there's, there's, he, he cut him so deep with his dramatic words. Dramatic failure. As I'm shaking my finger at him, it flies off, spears him through the eye. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's more something bad happens to you than happens to anyone else. <laughs> well, he's out of finger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Down to 18 digits. Yeah, not old nine toes, nine fingers. You know what? Um, <clears throat> I know what happens, but it doesn't happen right now. No, okay. it's a slow burn. <clears throat> so, what do you say? 
buddy. Uh, he he looks at you and it just stone stone faced. Uh, but behind you, Lola is still kind of waving those documents slowly around, <laughs> and he like the like all the air goes out of him. He just completely deflates, and he looks at you and he says, "Temple of the Oak Inspire." Uh, I point to the tiefling, point to him, and I say, do it, do it. Already planted it, my lady. <laughs> the weirdest tiefling of <laughs> I like this guy. And he's weaving his magics. And uh, all of you, all of you are kind of in the area, so you're feeling super, super truthful right now. <laughs> so t- tell us again where he was. Temple of the Oaken Spire. Ah, thank you very much. Never liked you much. I mean, um, uh, I kind of I mean, like the taste of the blood. If I'm going to be honest <laughs> with you right now, I I kind of liked it. Um, I didn't know this about myself, but um, super into blood now, and um, <laughs> into blood play. I might be an a- amateur vampire enthusiast now, so thank you for letting me learn that about myself. Can I can I keep the bucket? Um, it's all yours. Oh yeah, man, cool, souvenir. Cool, cool, Tell cool. your friends. I slowly back out. I'm going to the prince's tent. You know, guys, maybe this wasn't such a good idea. I think I might be working through some issues. The loss of Ruth, it's it's been, you know, I think we're nearing the anniversary of her death. And uh, it's lost my whole reason to live. And, and then I met uh, Tulu, and that was great. And then we woke up, and she was gone and uh, got out of control with the blood. So maybe we just, you know bury this and never speak of it again. We never speak of it again? I'm still covered in blood. Hello? Do you think there's a shower in the princess tent? I'll drink a lot of water and just like a little sprinkler. I cannot. No, that will not work. I need a shower and I think I need lots of water to go with that shower so hopefully this tent... Sorry. And some soap. Let's get out of this tent. And conditioner. Because I can't I can't shower without a conditioner. My hair will be all frizzy. It's true. It's very humid in the blood tent. Lola, do you Thank think you they have the a shower? Yeah. I'm sure one of them, she says, calling from outside the tent at this point, after the blood play talk, she got uncomfortable. <laughs> um... <laughs> I'm sure one of the mages can create a shower for you. With unlimited water. With unlimited water. Okay. Can they make a blood shower? (laughs) Going to the prince's tent faster. (laughs) Bye-bye. Hope to never see you again. I mean, um... Bye. <laughs> Guys, I think we've created a serial killer. <laughs> My bad. That's One of our on many me. accomplishments. That's on me. I thought the blood would be a good <laughs> idea. <laughs> uh, hey, guys, do you read me? Uh, over. Mirka, the Frankie talking. Yeah, Mirka still Hello. got it. Over. It's, I, like, take it out and it's covered in blood. <laughs> it's dripping out of the mouth. <laughs> Yano, is that you? Do you have water? The river is literally uh, right yeah. here. 
so I'm on a boat, so there's there, there's plenty of water, but uh, how's everything going? Did you guys uh, make it through okay? I got this cool hand fixed up. Over. Ezra hears him, and he's nub-pumping in the background. Nub-pumping sounds so wrong. Nub-pumping. Everything with nub sounds dirty. Uh, yeah, Goddamn yeah. nub-pumper. <laughs> 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 yeah, um, we got stuff done. How's that hand? Is it as bad as the Frankie's face? Over. Uh, over. Uh, no, this, looks, this thing is pretty sweet, actually. And uh, some of some of your friends there uh, made it over to the boat, so they've been working on weather glass stuff with me. Uh, also, let's it's, it's, well, we're making a lot of progress over here. I could probably like try to send it through. We need to test one of these things anyway. So, uh, you guys around the camp right now? Over. Yep, we're by the camp. If if it, if you think it won't like just wake up in the mo- in the middle of the night and murder all of us, I guess send it over. And then she like puts her hand over the speaker and says, or the mouthpiece and says, "Hey Ezra, mm. the hand that Yanov is making is." almost done. Do you want him to send it over? Oh, yeah, but ask him if we should maybe hollow out part of my nub and we could use it as like a secret compartment for hiding stuff in my nub. No. What? Nub. Who's gonna Who's gonna hollow that out? I'm not gonna do it. You just need like a... Ch- Lola! Will you hollow my nub? <laughs> sure! Alright. Yeah, hey, I'm gonna send it over. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, yeah, can you send it over? But apparently, we're gonna hollow out Ezra's nub. So just, you know, have that, keep that in mind. Over. Oh, yeah, the good old uh, nub hiding spot. Good idea. Uh, okay, so I'll send it over. Um, by the way, if you see something start to shimmer and flash on the ground, like, don't be super close to it, because this thing could probably blow up. Uh, uh, here comes, bye. <laughs> this is the most ridiculous <laughs> All right, guys, he's sending the uh, the hand over, so if you see something shimmering, get far away from it. Cool. Uh, and just like that, with a big flash, there is a box in the in the middle of the camp. Uh, it's quite a noticeable box, and it is not shimmering or flashing in a way that makes you think it's unstable and ready to explode. Sweet. Okay. Ezra right, runs Ezra, over. This is this is your hand. Ezra runs over and rips it open. Do, do right. you need a hand with that? <laughs> More than I love you, you crazy bag of bones. Uh, so it, it looks like a pretty reasonable facsimile of your hand. Oh, cool. Uh, fully articulated. Uh, it's got kind of a, he said it was metal, but he's kind of oiled it down. So it's kind of got that like oiled bronze look. Oh, hell yeah. Almost kind of matches your, the, your skin tone pretty nicely. It's got leather straps on it that can strap it on to the, uh, to the stump. Uh, it looks pretty nice. Cool. Uh, but you also notice, uh, in the, in the bottom of the box, uh, there is uh, another smaller box. <gasps> oh, we got the Russian nesting doll of boxes. <laughs> Open up the smaller box. Uh, inside the smaller box is uh, uh, something that, uh, like a, a bunch of things that you've never seen before. They look kind of like, um, they look like 
like little plugs almost like like plug things you would plug into something to like close up a hole or something like almost like little bolts but they're all rounded i got these weird little balls make your make the hand fit on your nub no that's what the leather straps are for Mm. ask them about the balls okay hey yana There's no, he's not answering. You, you didn't say over. <laughs> oh, over? <laughs> I always forget. Uh, yeah, yeah, did you, you guys get it? Over. <laughs> yeah, but what's with the weird bolts in the smaller box? Over. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, this is something I've been working on for a while. So um, you'll notice if you press down on like the knuckles of that thing, you'll get a little, uh, a little lever pops up. And if you pull that back, the, the the top of the finger will open up a little bit and you can slide those things down in there. Oh. Um, and then they've got uh, kind of explosive charges on one side oh, of no. them. And uh, if you point them at someone and uh, Ezra will be able to figure it out real quick, but it makes a pretty big boom and it shoots that little ball straight out of his hand. You know, I got the idea from Talu, you know, I'm calling it a finger gun. Over. I fucking hate ah. this. Now, how's that for some innovation? Now, I mean, of course, at this time, cannons existed, but small-scale munitions, you know, firearms, or I, I guess in this case, fire hands, right? Or the handguns. I mean, there's a lot of different ways you could take that joke, really. Just write down your favorite one, put it on the comment card, and leave it on the table afterwards, because I feel like any one of those was a winner. Um, but, you know, firearms in, in a small scale, I mean, uh, uh, propulsionary munitions devices, shall we say, didn't really exist like they do now. And so Yarnov was in many ways a pioneer in that form. Um, you know, and of course, Ezra, uh, being the responsible golem that he was, um, you know, of course, would never be up to any trouble with that thing, right? So, I mean, as we'll find out over the rest of the story, um, actually, in, in fact, immediately after receiving this thing, he, he fired one of those shots off in the air and shot an eagle's wing off mid-flight, killed the poor thing. I left that part out of the story proper because nobody really had the appropriate reaction for it. Um, truth be told, everyone was so surprised that they kind of giggled, which in reality, you know, killing the poor eagle was really not nice. And, you know, they did a lot of things in this part of the story that I don't think, you know, would uh, really uh, mesh up nicely with our views of, of heroes, as it were. But but you have to understand, I mean, it was a different time. And also, um, there was a surplus of blood around camp. I mean, you know how that happens sometimes, you know. They were doing some experiments, trying to create a synthetic blood replacement in case anyone was injured in the upcoming battle that needed, like, an amputation or something that would result in a large loss of blood. And uh, come to find out, they found a method for creating uh, synthetic blood, uh, but it just kept coming, you know. And so they, by, by this time, they had had enough of it. They had bucket after bucket of the stuff, and they just really didn't have anything to do with it. So they thought, maybe we'll try it out for an interrogation technique and... You know, wrong place, wrong time for the brute force to kind of be wrapped up in all of that nonsense. But uh, they did learn a lesson from it. And uh, part, part of that lesson was that blackmail was far more efficient a method of extracting information than torture ever would be. And I feel that's something we all learn for ourselves at, at some point in our lives. You know? So uh, please do join me back here next time at the Gilded Ram Grog House in Tea Room. Uh, because the story, uh, I, I must say, um, it, it, takes a, it, it takes a strange turn in the next section, um, but 
um, there is a, there's much to learn, much foreshadowing and uh, some regular shadowing and then some actual highlights as well. I mean, it's the full tableau, really, of a picture, um, a, a picture of words that I provide to you here at the Yielded Round. So, um, so do join me uh, back next time. Tip your Minotaur bartender. And uh, if you happen to see Dinkerous twist while on the streets, just remind him who the lion is in this town. Would you please? potatoes didn't get enough monstrous action on this episode of brute force well then check out these other geekly ink shows including drunks and dragons casts of thrones cthulhu and friends transformation sequence podcast and you're a wizardary you can also head over to bruteforcepodcast.com to read character journals or follow the party on our map of eora if you've liked what you've heard so far then please consider donating to our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash brute so that this band of misfits and weirdos can continue to deliver the content that you enjoy. Also, don't forget to make your way over to iTunes to leave us a five-star rating and review. Reviews are like shiny things, and that makes Lola happy. New episodes come out every other Tuesday, so go subscribe, grab your gear, and get ready to go adventuring with Brute Force. Nuts, nuts, nuts right now. We've ridden into a camp of wild dogs. <laughs> oh, they're everywhere. They must smell my nub. Oh my gosh. And this was how the the brute force was, was killed by dogs. Quick, everyone, act as big as you can. Dogs will sense right your fear. Miracle uh, you handle may think it. that that part of the story was a little bit strange, but really, uh, this happens all the time. I mean, people will ride into a camp and there'll be wild dogs everywhere and everyone will be murdered. And usually we don't tell that part of the story. But, you know, this is just how the brute force came to came to their final demise, as it were. And, um, you know, I think I think the world was better you know, afterwards, you know, when you think about it. Because, I mean, these guys were kind of assholes, really. And I probably shouldn't have told you the story. You know, I'm going to tell you guys a story about a different crew. Um, these guys were real nice. Um, they didn't talk about weird math horses or, or you know, they didn't call people by the wrong name. and Or um, excrement. Steal- or steal people's shoes, which was nice of them. Um, Hi, it's me. My name's Steven. I'm part of the nice guy crew. We come on out here every time. Sometimes we do chores for, for folks. Other day, my friend Jacob, he come on down and he was like, hey, I was looking for some goat cheese. And you know what? We found him a really nice chevre, as they call it. And then we, we, we went to the farmer's market and we sold it cheaper than we bought it just because we thought it'd be nice to have everyone have some cheese. That's what we wait, do wait. with the nice guy crew. <laughs> You, hey, Steve, Steve. You mean uh, the, you farmer, more the farmer's cheese? market down on the corner of Maple and uh, and Straw? Hell yeah, I do. You know, what? they come up and they said they was going to charge us $35 to have a booth. $35? That is highway robbery. Yeah, you know, it's all because it's crooked government. They come in. We were being the Nice Guy crew. It was a new group of adventurers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. This has been another episode of Nice Guy crew. We return you to Brute Force. Sorry. <laughs> all right.